forever. Dog. It all started with a phone call. This week on the podcast, Caroline B. Cooney's Wanted. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katei. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this week we are talking about Wanted. Wanted! By Caroline B. Cooney. Man. Okay, I'm going to straight off the bat read uh-huh. the back of the book because I have it all pulled up. Do it. In a tense voice, Alice's very rational father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was surprised by that. Very rational father suggests that she drive his precious Corvette and meet him. But Alice doesn't have a driver's license. It doesn't matter, he yells, yet he never shows up, never calls. Something is very wrong. Then Alice hears an announcement over the radio. Her father's dead and someone has already confessed his murder via email. That someone is Alice. Everyone, including her mother, believes that Alice is guilty. The police are after her and the real murderer is too. It's only a matter of time before somebody catches her. Except it isn't. It's like two days. (laughs) Yeah, listen. She's she's able to evade the world for quite a while. Without ever leaving the town. Without ever leaving the town and by like slipping in and out of other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Quite well. With no consequence. With no consequences. No one finds out. Like she truly has no, I mean. Is an idiot. Aside from her dad being bludgeoned to death, she has really no consequences. Yes, but that was a consequence of his actions. Okay. Did you guess who it was immediately? uh, No, feel extreme embarrassment at the dad's autobiography. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) It was like, oh, my brother liked computers, but I liked muscles and cars. And boy, let me tell you, did I like him. And she is uh, no better in writing her emails. This girl cannot spell. Well, because her nails are too long. So she's clickety clacking. No, but that clearly must be her general style because oh, that yes. cuz the the fake murder yeah. confession is also horribly misspelled. Yes. And that was the other thing with this where it was like her emails, she wrote them in a way that was fun and casual, which is no capitals letters. Yeah, I'm like so you're doing this on purpose? Yeah. I understand the no capital letters scant punctuation. Sure. But she doesn't know how to spell and typos are everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep or deppers. <laughs> um, it's okay. So she's like, all and right, like, let's spell check exists. Yeah. It probably has all those red squigglies and she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have time, though, at this point, Lindsay, because she has so much running around and nothing happening Doing, to happen. I, like she doesn't even have. She's just running for no reason from place to place. She's never going. She doesn't go to the college for any purpose. She doesn't go no. to the mall. Like, And then she she gets there and she's like, oh, this made no sense to come here. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Because like when particularly she, when she goes to the mall, she's like, I have to go to the mall and get completely different clothes. And then she realizes like, oh, my clothes weren't even described on the radio. The car I was driving was described. And so I she know. just abandons the car, jumps uh, in a stranger's truck <laughs> to just a different part of town. Yeah. That was the silliest one to me. Yeah. Is that yeah. she was just willing to yeah. hop in a yeah. truck bed. Yeah. When she goes in that truck bed and then also like the weird details of like, okay, this part seemed very like um, the vibe of like Homeward Bound where she was like, yes. she was giving me the vibes of like an idiot dog that's like on the run. Like just like going by instinct and smell. Yeah. And ending up closer to home. Yes. I like, sort of understood why she wasn't calling her mom again because when the mom is like, we have your confession, don't make up stories. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I would know. 100% be more willing to believe whatever my da- daughter tells me on the phone than a fucking yeah. email that anyone could have sent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, she she logs into her mom's email to see what email was sent. <laughs> when she gets to the college, I was like, why didn't you log into your own email where you can look in your sent folder and then send a new email? 
because Caroline B. Cooney <laughs> doesn't really know how email computers. works. Yeah. yeah. Computers are a great mystery to her. Mm-hmm. As we've learned from like in the autobiography, I know that the dad like, so the dad, <laughs> um, it's also unclear like what stage of technology we're in. It, the year is 1997. Okay. Okay. So they're on AOL. Okay. Everyone's getting AOL discs in the mail at this point. Right. And then dad, when he's talking about his childhood and his brother being like one of the first computer guys. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. That tracks then. That tracks Mm -hmm. timeline wise. Okay. The timeline works. Okay. I'm just trying. I was just just trying to figure out. It's just like scant details about the computers are very funny. (laughs) It is really funny. Like what a mystery. I'm in computers. And then like. Yes. This boy was killed because he was going to like rat out his boss about stealing hair dye formulas. I was pretty um, annoyed about that being the reason why. I, You know what I really wanted it to be? That the mom killed him, killed the dad. But these books never do that kind of shit. No. The parents are never the killers. But that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Because the Alas. mom seemed truly hateful. <laughs> She did. And like then she, when she really was like, hated that dad. Was really ready to believe. Yes. Like, I'm sure your dad just made you really angry. I know. And then I was I'm like, like, that is wild to get an email from your daughter saying, I got in a fight with dad yeah. and I killed him. And she's like, well, I can understand. But the dad and is like, normal. The dad is not an abusive dad. No, dad's normal. And he's. And then also the other thing, too, of like mom being so blinded by her hatred for her own husband that she doesn't realize like I know I know that like you can't blame like the spouse of a killer but sometimes I'm like how much are you turning a blind eye because like I'm sure that like there were times that her new husband was like being weirdly obsessed with her ex-husband yep and she probably was just like whatever whatever because also like the husband to be and then her ex-husband, like, he, so wait, did he know, he knew that, what the fuck is the guy's name? Eggbort? Egg, new I'm, husband. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what is his name? It's Rick? like something. <laughs> Rick? The man's name is Rick. <laughs> Eggbort? <laughs> what is his last name? <laughs> is, isn't it something like, like that? Rick Rennells or something. Oh. But then what is his, like, what is his real name? It's like uh, Dick Arons. <laughs> okay, so cool. <laughs> a little cool. different from Eggbort. Not okay. quite Eggbort. Right, 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 right. Well, okay, so Eggbort is. I need to tell you the history of Eggbort. Being who? Okay, Ansel Eggbort. Uh huh. That's Ansel Egg Egbert. Egg Egbert. Is it Eggbort? Egg. No, Ansel... I'm just going to type in Ansel. Elgort. Okay. So, all right. You Ansel know what? Elgort. I have no leg to stand on on this. I no, just... there's no such person as Egbert. No. <laughs> the closest no. is Winston Egbert. Oh, wi- Mr. Winston. Mm-hmm. From SVH. Yes. The nerd. There the is type guy. an Egbert on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay. One On Instagram, one Shane Bunning. Oops. 4,030 followers. Eggbort. Okay. He's uh Is this a sign? Just a, a pleasant looking gay fellow. Sign my life. Let me see. Um Egg well he is taken. He's married. Um and gay. Okay. Uh okay. and then on well. Twitter, we've just got Eggbort too. <laughs> on Twitch, cool. we have an Eggbort. Okay. Oh, oh, Twitch on Eggbort is also Eggbort too on on oh, man, Twitter. You are do- You know what? You're getting really good at research. <laughs> you are. That was really fast. Thank you so much. You're absolutely so welcome. New Zealand. They live in New Zealand. Eggbort too. Eggbort too. <laughs> Eggbort too. Um. Okay. So this. So 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 what we're talking about here, the eggboard of it all, mm-hmm. is that basically. So dad, a long time ago, his older brother Rick, um, was like really into computers, and like Lindsay said. He like was doing like Rob. data mining. The oh. brother's name was Rob. Oh, so sorry. Rick is the Rick is new, new husbo. Husbo to be. Husbo to be. Okay. Fake name of husbo to be. Fake fake name husbo to be. Okay. Alias of Dick Orens. Dick Orens. Okay. 
So dad and mom are divorced. Dad writes this autobiography of himself, but like it's not really, it's like it's more not of good. A, it's not gonna get published. Also, no, like okay. it could be an ebook. No, this shit is like published ebook. An Angel Fire website like manifesto. Yeah, like, and it turns out really it's all just about the brother's murder. Right. But I'm like, this whole bit about how like you're obsessed with girls. Yeah. Don't need Yeah. And this whole bit about how like you really like working out and like sports, but your also, brother. So I cannot believe that that was the secret information on the disc. I was like, like we what? could have like a net type situation, yeah. but no, we have yeah. net light, which is yeah. that she has to steal a disc, and it turns out it just contains a very boring autobiography with like no hard evidence about a murder. Yep, <laughs> none whatsoever. And the big thing that erases her life is just that the killer sent an email as her confessing to the murder, which never would have stood up in court in a million years. No, 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 never, never, never. Very stupid. So this book is The Net Light. The Net was yeah. probably out. The Net may have inspired this book. Possible. Possible. Yep. 95. Well, then the Net was know. in 95. And it takes Maybe like two years to write a book. Wanted exclamation point. I don't think this book took two years to write. Well, now that I say that out loud maybe took two years to think about and get published. <laughs> right, okay, so from conception. Three months to write, maybe. To birth, took two years. Yeah, maybe like the germ of it. She's like, oh, I should write a teen version of this. Yeah. Because she is doing a lot of like hiding and incognito and taking identities and slipping in and out of situations you know what the thing and, that bothered and, but me like, she doesn't start trying to figure out what the fuck happened yeah. to her dad until like page 180 yeah and also the other thing that really bothered me was that, out of a like, 230 page book yeah that like throughout the book she's doing all this like bullshit right she but none of it matters truly and not none at of all has she's just any, running she's just running she's just like changing clothes uh, okay what the fuck was the purse thing that she was doing in the mall what was that like she like fills she, a purse that was like to, to get the security guard get to the go security over guards distracted with something else so that she could go out the door i think yeah but i i was also during that part just going like seems unnecessary seems like you yeah. could have just walked out yeah yeah because i think she caused more of a scene by like Oh, also, like, I guess we were supposed to learn that she's, like, resourceful, but, like, just so many times she, like, gets caught, right? And then she's, like, easily out of it because she's, like, I'm Emily. And then people are, like, okay. Because mm -hmm. her real name is Alice. So, like, she just pretends to be someone else or she pretends to be a college student. Or... I, like, vaguely appreciated her gumption in that moment where oh, she's, yeah. like, she's, like, jogging with these other students. Oh, I liked that like... moment, actually. And this this one dude is like, hey, aren't you that girl they're looking for? I saw your photo on TV. And she's like, oh, my God, this is like the eighth time I've gotten it on this run. Excuse me for having brown hair, too. And she says it with such like disdain that the guy's yeah. like, oh, yeah, sorry. And then he does a bit with her. Oh, also, I called the cops and she's like, <laughs> well, I sure hope I'm able to shower before they get here. And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. And then yeah, she just yeah. like keeps rolling with it. And I was like. This is like the only time where I've liked you. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was actually pretty funny. And I liked that like she mm -hmm. like got some strangers to do bits with her. Mm -hmm. Thought that was funny. And then when she like, oh, then the other part that I actually thought was interesting was when she goes into the freaky dorm and all the girls are like naked. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> that was so weird. Why were they naked? Why were they just like fully nude? It felt very like porkies. Like it was so. Yeah, I was like, girls don't do this. Or it, like, I know for a fact they didn't in 97. I mean, I remember there was, okay, so in my high school, everyone was like pretty prudish about changing in the locker rooms, except for there was this one girl who was like, her titties were all over the place. Like, I remember That's she true. Get, there is sometimes that one girl. Yeah, she would just get fully nude. And like, she, I remember like one time she got fully nude and like sat. Okay, ready? You're about to barf all over the place. Oh, no. She, she's fully naked, okay? Okay, okay. And you know the benches that are like in between lockers? Get ready for this. Straddled the bench. Sat no, down. straddled. <laughs> she widened. 
So what? Her lips were Bitch on the laid bench. An egg, dog. She Yikes. like fucking like That's sat. Disgusting yeah. for her and the bench. Yes, right. Like both things ended up worse after that contact. Hmm. <laughs> Neither thing deserved it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Um, I I totally forgot about that. I remember just like being very shocked seeing. You know, everyone is in their like sports bras or whatever. And then just seeing a fully nude woman or young woman plopping down on the fucking bench. I mean, that's like, okay, you know what the vibe I'm getting of that is? <laughs> Do you remember those like sticky hands that you like throw against a wall? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So you get the vibe. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being like, what is happening in this moment? What the fuck? No one's going to say anything. No one said anything. Everyone was just like silently like, what the shit? But um, anyway, she would have fit in well at this uh, college because everyone in the hall, in the hall of the dorms is naked. 50% of the people are naked. It's really weird. It's really yeah. weird. But I also liked the moment where she comes in and this girl just is like, you look like shit. <laughs> yeah. I love when it's people like, say, I, just I should start so running. Rude. Yeah. And then the other girl's like, mm, you won't. And she's like, I know. <laughs> she's like, I have to go be naked elsewhere. Um, really weird. Very strange. Very weird. So, yeah, the entire thing, she's like, and she's also, oh, 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 oh. So what I was getting at earlier when I was saying that she was like homeward bound vibes, okay? When she's like throwing herself in the back of this fucking pickup and just like hiding underneath a tarp. Um it just felt very like, and she like would open the tarp and she like waved at someone driving. Like, I was like, what's happening? Like, what is this like joie de vivre? I mean, I guess I've never been in this traumatic of a situation before where yeah. like I'm framed for the murder of my father and my mom doesn't believe me and I'm on the run. Like, yes, I have not done that. So maybe I would also be like peeking out of the back of a truck and like waving at strangers and doing tiddlywinks fingers. Like you never know till you get there. Yeah, because like there was that moment where I had just picked up my dad's ashes and I like waved mm. at a truck as though my dad's ashes were waving. <laughs> you did not. Yes, I did. That's really funny. Okay, I, I also like we all lost our fucking minds as soon yeah. as we picked up those ashes. It was like we were drunk on grief. It was so yeah. weird. We did not know yeah. what to do with ourselves. Like the enormity of being like, this used to be my dad's. Yeah, body, like his actual yeah. fucking body, and now and it's, it's like, like now here it's small. ashes in a vase. Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah, stress and grief and trauma make you do some crazy things. That's true. This is not something crazy that I did, but I did react in a crazy way. Where I think I've shared this story on the podcast when we were spreading my grandma's ashes in the Osh. Mm-hmm. Have I shared this with you? I don't think so. Okay, so my family's like, we're gonna spread my grandma's ashes in the Osh in the Pacific Osh. So we're on this like little boat and it's very uh, choppy out and I get pretty seasick. I get like motion sick. Um, so I was like about to fucking puke everywhere. And like my uncle is like my uncles are just like weird guys. Like and one of them is like very like alpha. Like he needs to be in charge of everything but doesn't listen to anybody about anything. So every fucks everything up all the time. And um, he was like, I want to be in charge of like dumping grandma into the fucking ocean. <laughs> so he like has a little bucket okay it's like Mm -hmm. this bucket that's like on a pulley system and you're supposed to like pull very gently and not submerge the ashes as we're moving so that way they just kind of float out behind you as as we ride in the boat and the person driving the boat is like do not submerge the bucket do not submerge the bucket sure he fucking submerges the bucket so then it becomes a sludge okay so my grandma's like a slurry and he's oh, like, man. he's like yanking on the thing and she won't come out of the bucket. <laughs> and, and it's like, like just like cemented in there. And then eventually oh, she does no. just plop out, like just splorps into the osh. Oh, no. And I'm watching it happen and everyone's like a little bit embarrassed and horrified. And then the person driving the boat is like okay so like do you see why i said don't submerge it and i just start fucking busting up i'm laughing so fucking hard and everyone's just like how many times has this happened to this man i know where there's like please don't because then yeah, so my the ashes will get stuck in the bucket yeah and then they'll she'll splurp out so my grandma's like last like actions as like <laughs> a piece together 
was to plop into the osh. So at least she gave me a laugh. That was something. But yeah. My uncle pretended like nothing happened. He he was just like, oh, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And everyone was like, no, it wasn't. That was like yeah. really weird. It, they were supposed to like beautifully like go into the ocean. Um, well, not to death, not to overtake your story about waving of, as no as no your, no as your dad's ashes because that's that very does hilarious. not overtake in in like a rude way. Okay. <laughs> in, like in, a, in like a rude in like way. an upping upping. The I wasn't trying to do that. Yes, right. Mania way. Yes. But that's because that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway, you know, this weekend I'm supposed to splort my grandpa's ashes into the ocean. Yeah. And now you know better. Well, I wonder if my uncle will still do the same thing. And I'm also curious. Is he going to insist on doing it? Yeah, of course he will. Mm. Of course he He should be will. like lifetime ban on splorping the ashes. I know. We can't trust him to splorp the yeah. ashes. But he's going to do it. I guarantee you he's going to like literally fucking power walk over to the little bucket and like insist on. He can't get enough. He can't get enough of splurping ashes into the fucking ocean. <laughs> no, lifetime splurp ban. It's gotta. I feel like they they need to have like a you know like a picture of him at the like rent our yacht to throw o- ashes away. Yeah, like do not Place. let this man not, hold ashes, <laughs> dude. So the way that my mom has my bedroom set up, my childhood bedroom, because I went back to visit my parents uh, for Mother's Day. And I was just laughing about it is that like so uh, in Vietnamese culture, you have like an altar of the um, ancestors. So it's all like Mm -hmm. pictures of dead people. Right. But she has it in my bedroom facing the bed. So when you're laying in the bed, you're just facing like this altar of dead people. And then also my grandpa's ashes are there because they've been there for like two years or whatever um, because they wanted to do a memorial once COVID was like not as crazy. Um, Right. But. So like I was just like laughing. I was like, oh my God, I have to like look into the dead eyes of past people every time you wake up at my house. That's so intense. House. It's very funny. Is your are your dreams honoring your ancestors? <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> it's a uh, really weird, but um I mean I guess it's a nice like over New Year, my mom will put like a plate of like food for them and like fruits and stuff and like burn incense for them and stuff. Um, I like that. It's really tradition nice. Yeah. It's really in sweet. Cultures. It's just very hilarious that like it's literally if you're laying in bed and just staring straight ahead, it's like altar. Yeah, that is intense. Yeah, very funny. Um, oh right. So what's this bitch Alice doing? Um, everything. Too much. Way more ne- than she needs to. So what happens? <laughs> she's so busy. She's like drenched in flop sweat this entire she's, fucking time. She's like a busy protagonist that we've never experienced before. Where it's like no one's who asked you to do all these things. So yes, literally no one's asking her to do it. This is like you know what this is like. <laughs> it's this the is like most when, hectic. It's run. It truly from is the law I've ever witnessed. It's like when I'm running around like freaked out and panicked about bullshit timelines that I put on myself. Right. Where yes. I'm like, if I don't finish revising this draft by two days from now, I mean, I well, what's going to happen? And it's like, yep. well, nothing, Kelly, because um, literally no one gives a fuck. And you're just doing this for your own damn brain. <laughs> um, so now I guess I've seen Alice and maybe I'll change my ways because she annoyed the shit yes, out of me. Let Alice be a lesson to us all that like no one asked for this and she doesn't need to. <laughs> no, because truly no one asked for her to run she- all around town. So let's see if we can piece it together. I should have just like, while I was reading, made a bullet point, but I just had no idea the journey I was going on when no, no, this no, began. No. And I could not have predicted how long it would take. It, it, na- like, namely the entire fucking book. So Alice starts the book painting her nails. <laughs> and then she gets yeah. a call from her dad. And her dad is being very vague and cryptic. And he tells her to get in his Corvette his like most prized possession that he babies. Little red Corvette. And she doesn't have her license. She's only 15. And he says, get the two discs in my office marked twins and go to the place with the milkshakes you like. And he's, he won't like say a place to meet because he, he's like very specifically naming a place that somebody listening in on him wouldn't know where it was. And and then hangs up and she goes, gosh, that was weird. 
Okay, well, first I'll put on my most peasanty dress. Oh, yeah. Wait, so this part when she's like, oh, she's like changing her clothes. I'm like, why like, are you why? changing your clothes? Why? When she, okay, she's like, torn jeans. This is not an outfit that one who would drive a Corvette should wear. Uh, yeah. Perhaps I should put on my peasant dress. I'm like, bitch, this isn't Ren Fair. What are you doing? Why are you dressing this way to drive this car? And like, no one, like, <laughs> your dad clearly is in a bit of a rush. Wants you to do this now. It's like she's 11 so in the morning. And she's like, well, first I want to put on like a prettier outfit. And she takes forever to do this. And then she gets out to the garage and she hears someone enter the house. And the person is like talking to someone, but like mostly to themselves. It's very clear the person talking is like threatening the dad. Yeah. And oh my God, this part when she, the amount of time that she's like, wait, is there one person or two persons? The ent- I'm like, bitch, stop asking this yeah. question because like it's not going to be helpful for you. And also it's very obvious that it's one person talking to himself. Yeah. Extremely obvious. But also extremely obvious that the person he's fake talking to is your dad. Yeah. Why aren't you getting that? Yeah. Or maybe was he bringing the dad in but just had him like gagged or something? Oh, the dad was dead. But he was like dad talking was to his dead. corpse. But it, he did oh. bring the dad's corpse in. Right into the bedroom. Into the bedroom. Okay. And the fact that, like, this man does not realize that the police are going to be able to tell that he wasn't killed in the bedroom is insane. And the fact that she doesn't get that either is worse. So he, like, lugs in dad's corpse because she hears a thunk. He makes it, like, very clear that what he is doing is looking for the discs, mad that he can't find them, erases his number from caller ID as the last call, and sends an email. And then just like gets out. She hid under the Corvette during this time, which isn't the worst idea. She gets out from under the Corvette for some reason, rather than investigate what the fuck that was all about or try to reach her dad. She takes a shower and changes again. Yeah, this shit when she was like, but I'm too dirty, dirty, dirty. I was like, okay, wait, hold on. But she I know gets we've ne- back we have not into that yet. same fucking dress. So here's my issue, okay? She's literally, I know she says that the floor of the garage is not that dirty, but she's in her white peasant dress, okay? Under, like, nightgown, like, I'm picturing, like, an 1880s nightgown bullshit. Underneath a Corvette mm-hmm. gets dirty as shit. If your clothes are dirty as shit, do not wear them again after you shower. That is the most disgusting shit of my life. And like you already acknowledged that this was a very strange choice to drive this car. Yeah. And then remember when she thought that there were clues in the car? Yes. After she had already abandoned it at the mall? Idiot. And also like when she has the discs, which is the thing that her dad... Also, why did her dad... This is the other thing. Why did her dad, when he's like, you need to be on the run, right? Why did he tell her Because he didn't really say that. He just wanted but, her out of the house and he wanted her to have the discs. But didn't he have two cars? He had he had the Chevy Blazer and then he had the he, Corvette. He was driving that car. Oh, okay. He okay. was out in that car. Okay, okay. Because I was like, why would he have her take the most conspicuous car? Yeah, no, it's because that was the only car. Okay, okay, okay. There. He had the other car. And then at some point, like, what's his face drove that car back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she takes a shower and then she goes to the fucking milkshake place. Yeah. And she goes and she drinks a, ch- a Coke and a vanilla milkshake and dad does not dad show up. She knows dad is dead at this point, right? She should, but she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't know but, until but she, she calls her news. mom. Or she no, saw she the hear- news. She didn't see the news. She hears it on oh. the radio after she's already finished her Coke oh, and her oh. vanilla milkshake. Oh. oh, right. Okay, okay. And then she calls her mom and her mom's like, we got your email confession. I totally get it. <laughs> Don't worry. Come home. I love you anyway. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't kill him. There was this strange man. And the mom goes, no need. We've got your confession. Don't get yourself in further trouble by making up stories about strange men. And I was like, what the fuck is the mom's problem? The mom is making no sense right now. This is a nonsense reaction. So I do understand why she's like, well, I can't go home. My mom thinks I did it. But yeah, whatever, absolutely everything she does after that is the dumbest thing she could be doing. 
So like so dumb that I wouldn't even consider it wouldn't be a choice that would come up. Not just like dumb, but like like not like whimsical and done at the spur (laughs) of the moment and makes just no sense. She like as a last like she's like, oh my God, I'm on the run. I'm gonna enroll at the local college. (laughs) Basically be at college. I'm gonna go uh integrate into college life. Yeah. At the local university. I'm gonna go audit a class real quick. Yeah. She first, so they've announced what she looks like and what she's driving on the radio. And so her response is, I better change my clothes, but I can't go home. I'll go to the mall and buy new clothes. Yeah. They didn't describe what she was wearing, which she acknowledges after she's bought the clothes. So she goes, oh, yeah, she buys so- clothes. There's this whole thing at the mall. She considers stealing a Windstar, decides, no, then I really will have committed a crime. Right. Doesn't change into the clothes there. No. Just takes the clothes, distracts security guards with that, like, handing a purse to a cashier and saying somebody left it in the dressing room. Yeah. Jumps in the fucking bed of a truck that's leaving the mall, leaving the Corvette there, which, sure, because the Corvette was tied to you and your dad. Mm-hmm. But to just like, but, but, but like, why? It didn't She's make like, sense. Go to her friends. Does she eventually change into that outfit though? Because I remember her she saying does. like, because she's like running at one point and she's like, I've always felt so slender and athletic in jeans. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's when she starts running all around the college. <laughs> she's, she's, she's running, running, running. Running, not ever running. not running. Running nonstop around this college that she is burning like, a thousand mm, calories a day, feeling slim, and that like really, <laughs> the whole thing about like she's talk, she won't shut up in her own mind about how like slim she is. Yeah, and she also she won't shut up stop. about how one time her dad told her the best disguise is weight gain. Oh yeah, well because it's a hint because about it's Egbert. a hint about two things, which is like a thing she does later, which is. This is the only screenshot I took of the book. Oh, yes. I think I know what you're going to say. Yes, yes. Please she puts share, please on share. all those clothes to make her look like she's heavier. Yeah. Which makes no sense because it would just look like you were wearing a lot of clothes. And the description yeah. of what she put, it's so, oh, I did take two screenshots. The other screenshot was of her e- email to her mom sounding like a crazy person. So... She just, she can't bring herself to cut her hair though. No, So no. this is where I'm kind of skipping forward with, with this because she does a bunch of other nonsense stuff in between. But at some point she, she goes in and out of dorms twice. She goes in and sleeps there. That's when she changes. This is after she finally, it fucking occurs to her to look at what's on the discs by heading to a college and getting in a, and it's like, you could have gone to like a library. <laughs> could have gone anywhere <laughs> for this. She goes to a local college, gets a boy to let her into a computer lab because you need your ID to even enter and sits down and finds her dad's autobiography. She- also, that's another. Can I just interject really quickly and say yeah, this yeah, is yeah. another example of no stakes? No stakes. Where she's like, she sees the sign and she's like, oh, no, I have to have an ID to enter. Oh, well, it's no one's checking. Yep. So okay. she, she gets somebody to let her in and then nobody, she doesn't need it to log on to the computers. Nobody ever comes by and asks. No. And like, even when she's printing out the autobiography, people are just like, oh, you're printing a lot. And she's like, like yeah. What are you printing a book? And she's like, it's a really long term paper. And they were, they were like, how many pages? And her, res- her genius well, response not to that is it's independent study. That doesn't answer and the I question, like, Alice. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. And she told that boy, Paul, who who lets her into the, um, she runs into him again after she's printed her dad's terrible autobiography out, tells him her name is Emily and that she doesn't want to go back to her dorm because she's fighting with her roommate. And he, for some reason, is like, oh, you can stay with my friend Ginger. Her roommate is like never there and she won't mind. And I was like, this is an insane offer for you to make on behalf of someone else. Yes. Luckily, Ginger does let her stay there. And then this is the naked scene that I couldn't believe the first time, which is that while she goes in, takes a shower at this dorm, and then sleeps in another girl's bed totally nude. (laughs) I did 
catch that. <laughs> she takes off all her clothes. She rinses out oh her underwear. Stop, stop, And stop, sleeps stop, totally stop, nude. Stop, no stop, underwear. Stop, no bra. And you know what she did? Full she did the damn splits on that bed. fucking naked. She did the damn splits on that bed. In another girl's uh, bed. I cannot. If I knew that some random stranger that I don't know slept naked in my bed, I would be like... Fucking disgusting. I would be and so Ginger mad at offers to change the sheets for her. And she's like, no, and I she prefer goes, no, it. I'm good. She's and like, I prefer it dirty. sleeps in it naked. <laughs> And then sleeps in it naked. No underwear uh, even. No underwear even because she has to let I her underwear I would be afraid dry. I'd like throw the covers off during the night. Something. Yeah. I don't know. You're in a straight. You're in a different girl. So then Ginger's loud ass radio uh, clock radio alarm goes off in the morning. It immediately starts making pronouncements about the manhunt for Alice. Yes. Ginger yes. couldn't be bothered to give a shit. No. Goes to the bathroom to shower and stuff. This is when she finally puts on the different clothes and the jeans and starts running, running, running. Oh, she's very Leaves all of her shit there. Yeah. That's right. She like balls up her dress (gasps) and leaves it on the bathroom floor. I completely forgot about the step where after she gets out of the truck, she just walks into a random elementary school and steals a a child's backpack backpack. (laughs) and leaves her own shit there. And you know what was weird? And I was like, why? Oh, that's when she changes into the clothes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But here's what I thought was weird. And runs, runs, runs. She didn't even tell us what was in that backpack. Nope. What? I I want to know. I want to know what's in there. I don't know. We didn't even see her dump it out. Storybook? Didn't matter. She feels terrible. So then that's when she heads to the college. She gets a ride with some girls. Says that her boyfriend left her there or something. Yeah. Well, blah, blah, blah. Then college. So she wakes up the next morning, puts those clothes back on, leaves her dress there <laughs> in Ginger's closet, I think, or maybe leaves it in Amanda's closet, the other girl's whose room she sneaks into later. So she runs. She's jogging. That's when everybody's like heard about her. And that's when she starts seeing friends of hers from school looking for her out the college. How did they know she was at the college? I don't know. How because the this fuck town did has they like 500 people in it? Fucking college. Because she was so stupid that she didn't fucking leave town. Why on earth? I'm just imagining, right? If you're on the run, you're on the get run, the fuck out of town. Go like go to just to the next house. town. Go to your fucking grandparents. Go Something. anywhere. But You've literally, got a credit card. She's literally just doing like fucking sprints around. Like getting into very, town square, like doing various yes, hitchhiking situations, just circling yes, her yes. own fucking house. Yes. But it's like, you don't even need to be there anymore, girl. You need to go. You need to pick up and just go like two towns over. Seriously, and like go 40 you miles. You never needed to be doing fucking any of this. No. Because there's no way that they're going to accept an email confession. Yeah. As hard evidence of you killing your dad when your dad wasn't even killed there and you didn't go near the body. There's no evidence yeah. linking you to this crime. Yeah. You did not need to run ever. So the fact that on top of not needing to run, all you did was run in a little circumference around your well, house. I guess maybe she needed to run from Eggbort. But she didn't know Eggbort was so close. She A, didn't know Eggbort existed. <laughs> it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. And, and B, didn't know Eggbort was her mom's future hubbo. It's true. You're true. You're you right. Know, I knew it immediately as soon oh, as he instantly. saw her looking instantly. As soon and he as was I, as soon as he was hunting for her. I was yes. like, oh, God, it's probably this. It's guy. him. It's him. Yeah, it was probably him who killed the dad. And I d- didn't know why yet, but I assumed it had something to do with the dad's. Like, I thought there was some sort of proprietary information on these discs of a company that the dad was investigating, and he was trying to find the discs and erase them. What I didn't realize is that it was a half-assed autobiography with no hard evidence of fucking anything. Yeah. Let alone that this man killed his brother. Also, like, it was just pretty unbearable to read. Like, he's like, you know what? The one thing I never forgot? Revenge. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. It's just like a badly written autobiography on top of it all. I, I think I pretty much, if the average person, right? The average person's autobiography, guess how much interest I have in reading that? Very little. Zero. None. It's usually called a memoir. If, if yes. It's a regular person. If you're just a regular person, it is a memoir. It's a memoir. If, if we have no reason to care, it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. But I guess in this case, it does. And you know what's really funny? So, so, so what he's ostensibly doing is like writing together like 
an expose on this guy so that way he can he's like sending information to this like internet journalist who's yeah, going it to it turns out he's in communication with somebody named James who like apparently does have actual evidence on on future husbo. But you know what's pretty funny is if you are James, right? And you're like you've been waiting on like this like you know this guy is like I've just got all this evidence I can't wait to to send it to you and you're like cool this could maybe like break the case for me and mm-hmm. the thing that you end up receiving is this autobiography with all this bullshit and he outright James out has read it James has read it yes. and has sent him a message saying you need to just like nobody cares <laughs> yeah you need to shorten this into like a one pager just explaining the hard facts. Yes. Oh my God. When he's like, can Dick we just have a one brother. sheet? Like, yeah. Could what? we just like get a one sheet and get that out there? So the discs don't even fucking matter. I know. The they fact don't matter. that the discs don't matter is an unforgivable aspect of this book. Yeah. It's a huge problem. It's a MacGuffin. The guy goes there and frames the daughter looking for the discs but the discs don't matter yeah stupid so so she sees all her friends like hunting for her in different cars like they're all playing hooky from school to do this and then oh yeah they're all like rick doing like a town finds her for a second oh yeah grabs her he gets a hold of the backpack she wriggles paul chem Oh, that's that's her classmate who sees her first. Oh, Paul and Kent. she just like ducks out of the way. Right. But but then Rick, future husband, sees her and grabs her. And she wriggles out of the backpack and leaves the backpack with him. Which if I at this point, she doesn't know the discs don't matter. And she was leaving the discs and the printed autobiography in the backpack. The fact that not only did the discs not matter, but the the printed autobiography didn't matter either. That was nothing. Mattered. That's not even how she ended up reading it. I know. She ended Why up reading she it even when she it? goes back Why? to her dad's condo Why? on her dad and I was on so her mad dad's about computer that. because she still had one of the discs in her back pocket. I could not believe that she went through the trouble of printing it out only for literally none of it to matter. And to leave it with the murder. <laughs> and for it, it all, meant like, nothing. It meant nothing. Because also, like, she left it with the murderer, but that wasn't bad because she still had the disc. So it literally, like, wasn't good or bad in any way. I I truly thought that was unforgivable as well. I was, like, I was ready to maybe do some violence. She doesn't even return to investigating what's on the discs. No. Until, like, page 180. Not until, like, page 180 does she go, well, I better figure this out. Otherwise, I'm not going to get out of it. Yeah. This book is not good. <laughs> no. It's very stupid. Her running around is a huge waste of time that means nothing in the end. And in fact, it is called out how if she had just reached out and and that's another unforgivable aspect of the book is like if you had just put your faith in the police and an adult, everything would have been fine. Yeah, I know. And I'm not I and I'm not saying that she should have done that. Have yeah, I know. The thinking that they can't trust adults. They certainly can't trust police. Yeah, no. That's not a lesson to learn, especially not if you're suspected of murder. She was right not to trust that the police would clear her, but it it was pretty silly that she's running around like not <laughs> trying to get help from anyone she knows. Yeah, yeah. And also not trying to like admit she's I'm like, what was your plan? Were you just going to start a new life? Yeah, I don't know. What were you waiting for? What were, what were you? What the hell are you waiting for? What was for? the point? Sorry. Were you killing time? It makes no sense. She has no plan ever. She's aimless and none of it ends up mattering. Yeah. Because eventually she goes to her house. Her mom isn't there. She correctly reasons, sort of. Oh, maybe not correctly. She reasons that her mom must be over at Future Husbo's house. Yeah. Goes to Future Husbo's house. Whoops. Future Husbo is, in fact, the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs her, pulls her inside, but like also pulls her out of the moving car, which then crashes into his house in a passage that made no sense to me physically. I mean, in terms of the physics of it. Mm-hmm. 
she drives up, idles in the driveway, maybe? And he yanks her out of the car, and then the car goes crashing into his house. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't really get that. And like, and then he tries to like use it as like when the cops come, he's like, she's unstable. She drove the car through the wall. Yeah. Into the, and then and she's wait, been ranting ever since she's gotten here. And then wait. So so the other because because she's like, oh, my God, there's another car that's hidden. That's the Porsche, right? No, she sees the Porsche incredibly does not make the connection. Oh, man. Alice. To her dad's auto, again, the discs mean nothing. The autobiography means nothing. She has read that her uncle was killed by she this She read Porsche. it. She made us read it. It's It was repeated again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she peeks in Rick's window, sees a Porsche, doesn't make the connection. Idiot. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, she deserves what happens to her. I mean, here's I mean, my nothing question. Does. Nothing does. <laughs> Mom has no idea. Because this was the other thing. In his autobiography, he's like, I'm obsessed with revenge. But eventually, but my wife like, yeah. thought I it was too much. So I'm like, okay, so she knows about your revenge thing. No, he never told her because she would have thought it was, she wouldn't have understood. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he just, like, he loves his daughter. His daughter is his whole world. He's not telling his wife about it because she would never understand. Yeah. I think. Because I think Alice is thinking that to herself, like, Dad was right not to tell mom. Mom wouldn't have stood for it. Mom was all about love and laughter and moving on. She wouldn't have wanted him to devote his life to that. Blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cops show up. He says the thing about how like, oh my God, she's crazy. I'm so glad you're here. And they're like, yeah, come with us, Alice. So future husband thinks he's in the clear. He's not. No. As soon as they get Alice away, they start reading him his rights. And they he's explain to Alice. To them. He's very dumb too. Because also these discs don't matter. And he nah. thought they did and they didn't. So she she sits in the back of the cop car and they explain, oh yeah, we knew it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Like we thought the email had us fooled for like a day, but then all this other start started coming out. Uh, coworkers of your dad did know what he was up to. And he'd found the guy. They were very suspicious of that. Everybody was saying it couldn't possibly be you. So we moved on from you, but we left it out there to keep Rick from being suspicious and um and like so your mom was just yeah just like waiting for you to come home if you'd reached out to anybody we could have told you this <laughs> yep the entire book oh yeah that didn't need to happen oh but also I, I like how she's like but that one cop was like weird to me when I called and then they're like okay yeah she's kind of weird <laughs> they're like, they're oh, like yeah. oh yeah we could have done that better there's some yeah. things we've made mistakes yeah but they're like but still though like, Still though, like if you if you trusted a, they, I mean they they really just are that explicit. If you trusted a single adult, yeah, we could have told you all of this. And it would have been one thing, right? If like the adults in her life had been consistently failing her, but guess what? They're not. They actually would have helped her. No. So yeah. in the world of this book, they would be. And she had no reason to think that they would fail her. Yeah. So not only had they not, but like she, she didn't even think that. Yeah. So as much as you were reading the book going, what is the fucking point of this? In the end, we are told, oh, yeah, that was pointless. That was pointless that you ran and the discs meant nothing because all the evidence was elsewhere. And that's wanted. And that's wanted. And that's wanted. What a waste of time. (laughs) Like, I was vaguely entertained by how stupid she was being. Oh, yeah. But this is not, I would not say read this one if you... I literally, Lindsay, if this book you're took like me like a, four hours I want to read, read every book, sure. Yeah. No, no, no. But I this book literally took me four hours to read because I kept falling asleep. Oh, no. I kept- like, It took me two hours dozing. to read because it is a bit longer. It's I a was bit like, of a long one. I, I would like read like four pages and then I'd be like, and then be sleeping and then I'd be like, and my heart would be racing <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, what time is it? Okay, I got to keep reading because I read it today. So I got home. I went to a brunch and got home at like one- and was like, I got to read this book from one until like around five. I was reading, but sleeping as well. Isn't that fun? So um, fun. I started yes. reading around four and finished at six. Um, so, yeah, on top of being pointless, it's also a longer read. <laughs> yeah. Which is our least favorite combination and probably anybody's. Yeah, I would say that. Maybe even Caroline B. Cooney's. 
Yeah, possible. Um, but yeah, that's the book. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, we we appreciate you uh, loving us. Loving and listening. <laughs> Live, love, listen. Live, love, listen. Uh, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. If you'd like to become one, go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. Got a lot of extra content for you there. A special shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Adam Howitz. Amanda Kay. Amanda Nangle. Amy T. Ann Dwyer. Brian Petty II. Caitlin L. Carrie Ham, Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Daniela Mana. Danny B. Drew Juanis. Ellie Lagos. Emma. Emma M. Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Jason H. Jeremy Kronk. Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Saoirse Descaro. Karen Lewis. Pat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson. Kelly Burns. Carrie N. Cody X. Siegel. Landry Desmond. Larry Nguyen. Laura Hooper. Mary N. Megan Lozier. Melody. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly G. Molly Marks. Noah Spargo. Rachel Bassert. Rashad B. Randy Clutt, Rebecca Goss. Ro Kalahua. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sylvie T. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Gray. And Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. And next week, we are not telling you what we're reading because we haven't read it yet. Yep. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Love Deal you. with it. I love you. <laughs> See you next week. Keep it creepy. Bye-bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.